Find Your Focus is a recharging space for the ambitious, introverted woman. Grab a quick energy boost and reflect on how you want to show up as an introverted leader in your personal and professional life. Here's some inspiring stories of people around the world who've done things differently from society's extroverted expectations. Your host, Heather, a woman's leadership and life transitions coach, founder of a restored radiance coaching for the ambitious introvert, international communicator and marketer, world traveler, UK expat, and fellow introvert. Heather aims to help ambitious, introverted women find their unique leadership voice and create life transition roadmaps from career changes to moving countries or cities. Join Heather every Tuesday to find your focus, to fill your mindset with positivity and motivation to go after your dreams using your own unique energy blueprint. Your perceived weaknesses are your powerhouse. Here is your host. Hello, hello. Today's guest on the podcast is Christy Becker, a women's life and wellness coach and holistic nutritionist. Weaving together life coaching and health coaching, Christy supports her clients to restore a sense of wholeness, align with their natural rhythms, and feel empowered in their self-care so they can embrace more ease, balance, and flow. Through her coaching and workshops, Christy encourages clients to create simple and sustainable change, reconnect to their innate wisdom, and create a life that feels nourishing on every level. And without further ado, here's Christy. Hi, ladies. I'm so excited to bring to you our guest for today, Christy Becker. She is a woman's life and wellness coach and a holistic nutritionist. So she's going to be talking to us today about working through your menstrual cycle to boost your energy and basically her life and experience as an introvert to where she's gotten to today. So welcome, Christy. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me to be here. I'm so excited that you could join. I love to introduce our guests with a little bit of like an introverted icebreaker. And it's all about being an introvert. So I thought I'd just jump in with some lighthearted questions and see what you think. So how and why do you identify as an ambitious introvert? So I I love that term, ambitious introvert. And I know that's kind of what um when we first connected i was just like oh my god i really identify as that um i think for me it has a lot to do with energy and how i interact with the world so you know and i will say like this is something that i've just been really learning about myself over time but knowing that i feel really enriched by like one-to-one connection or smaller groups and that for me, time alone, quiet, stillness, nature is what feels like my best way to recharge. And so I guess that kind of, yeah, sort of covers the introvert side, but with the ambitious, you know, I do identify as someone that is ambitious. Um, You know, I have a lot of drive and passion and inner fire. And I think like with those two together, what I'm learning is that I actually just, need to honor both but I need to be careful not to let that drive and passion take over so that I end up depleting myself and not doing the recharging so yeah it's really interesting but yeah I think for me is just kind of a lot of energy and feedback with with the world and my interactions with it 
Oh, I love that. And I so relate to it. And what you described there is like that beautiful yin-yang um, combination, isn't it? The fire and energy and the restoration and recharge, um, which is what I so relate to as well. Also, I'm curious, what do you think is the best thing about being an introvert for you? So for me, I think, and I really love this question because something I've like become really aware of lately is how, you know, growing up, there was a lot of conditioning around um, introversion being quite negative um, or it meaning, you know, that it means you're not confident or, you know, you're withdrawn or you're really shy. And it's been so illuminating to really kind of just dispel that really and so I love that this question made me think well yeah what do I really love about this part of myself and for me I think it comes with a certain level of sensitivity you know I do consider myself a highly sensitive person and I'm really learning to see that as a gift now it with that it's you know I feel a, a heightened sense of intuition often I feel like I'm a great listener, um, have a lot of empathy and compassion. And that really comes into such great service when I'm interacting with the people in my life and also my clients. Um, and another thing I really love is just that I'm really happy with my own company. It feels really nice to be able to say that. Um, and just doing really simple things make me really happy. Oh, I love that. Do you? Because there will be times where my mind is such like a, a vivid, like imaginative place and I'll have a conversation with myself and there'll be just times where I laugh out loud to myself because I found myself hilarious in that moment. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you're great, Heather. And then I realized that I'm like, oh, I'm kind of around people and they're not enjoying this conversation. Does that ever happen to you? Oh, yeah, totally. I think, um, yeah, the mind is a funny place at times. <laughs> I'm regularly, you know, it's like I pretty much constantly have some kind of movie playing. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I totally relate to that. And it, you know, it can be both hilarious and then there can be other times where it's, yeah, not so helpful. But I think that ability to actually, like you say, bring that awareness to it and laugh at yourself is super helpful. <laughs> When did you identify as being an introvert? And was that like something you've always been aware of or was it something that you you kind of slowly learned about and slowly started to accept? Would you be able to talk about that process? Yeah, I um, definitely have not always recognized that in myself. Um, and if I'm being really honest, it's like really something I've only consciously been aware of or identified with in the last few years I think um, and I've kind of noticed that with that journey and of course so often these things aren't just to like in the moment you're suddenly awakened to it and you know exactly how to deal with it but I am um, yeah I think it's just been a really gradual thing I think as I have kind of delved deeper into my work in the world of coaching and health and wellness and people that I've come across and met who have talked about this you know exactly like you're doing with your podcast it's helped me to become a lot more aware of it and through that yeah I just in terms of how it's shaped 
how I interact and engage in the world. I think the best thing is that I am so much more accepting of myself. I'm not fighting against it. It's, you know, quite often I feel like the the awareness around it has kind of helped me to realize that things that once upon a time I might have thought were wrong with me are actually just part of me and you know there is no right or wrong way to be when it comes to this so yeah that sense of acceptance and compassion has really given me a deeper awareness of what I need and that's you know my own personal needs and so from that in terms of how I engage it's really helped me to develop much stronger boundaries and to say no to things and to actually enjoy saying no to things that has been huge for me um so so huge and again it's not something that's happened overnight it's something that i'm strengthening constantly but yeah it's (laughs) life-changing it really is isn't it and i think that what you were saying there about it's a journey right it's a slow like build on this this muscle that you're you're building over time that it's not gonna you're not gonna do something and instantaneously it's gonna have like a cure right or like you're gonna switch your mindset and none of the stress or worries or any anxiety will ever be there it's just part of the process of growth right And I also resonated with your journey as well. I remember in high school, they give you the Meyer-Briggs testing because, you know, probably around 16 or 17, you're considering what you want to do, whether you want to go to trade school or college or what, what do you want to do as an adult? And they, like the idea is that that test will maybe help identify your strengths. And I remember testing and getting the introvert and because I, I had been conditioned um, that that was obviously not going to be, uh, in my mind at that time, I thought being an introvert is not going to be, that's not going to bring me success, that's not going to bring me the career that I really wanted at the time. And so I retook it, doing all the opposites just so I could get that E. <laughs> and being like, no one will ever know. <laughs> But it goes to show our perceptions and how that can really Mm. impact us. Yeah, for sure. And I think, yeah, that's so interesting that you did that in school because it's such like an impressionable time. So I can see how that would have really, yeah, made you feel that way. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to jump into um, a little bit about Um, what you do now. You mentioned um, that you coach and you're a holistic nutritionist. So that term, holistic nutritionist, that sounds really juicy. And I just want to know, you know, what is it and how did you first get started? Sure. So the term holistic nutritionist, for this part of my training, I studied at the College of Naturopathic Medicine in London. And you know, with that sort of naturopathic or holistic approach, what we're really doing is focusing on supporting the person as a whole, rather than just looking at um, addressing specific symptoms. It's much more about looking at all of the systems and restoring balance, because 
you know, it's all connected, right? All of our systems are connected. And yeah, so that that kind of holistic approach and the way I was trained, it was really about bringing together both ancient wisdom. So that could be from traditions like traditional Chinese medicine or Ayurvedic medicine, and really combining that with modern science um, and nutritional science as well. So it's that, you know, beautiful blend of all that, that wisdom that's come before us and that is still practiced around the world um, and with, with, yeah, the modern science. And it's, you know, we really focus on using whole foods and plants as medicine, um, but we are also thinking energetically as well as physically when it comes to nourishment. And there is a huge focus with this approach on education and empowerment. And this is something that's so, so important to me. And this is why my work evolved to the coaching side of things because that empowerment and what you know my biggest intention with my work and the women I work with is to help them really know and understand themselves and their needs so you know it's not about prescribing some set thing that is you know sent out to everybody it's really that individual um, approach and that's really what holistic means to me from that perspective and in terms of what started me on the path to becoming one, this is interesting to reflect on actually, because it's such a kind of complete polar opposite to what I was doing prior, which was, um, you know, in the corporate world. But there are a few things. So I think number one, it was, yeah, back in my mid twenties, I took a trip by myself to Australia and New Zealand for a holiday. and loved it so much I then ended up going back for a year (laughs) and that time and different perspective uh, really opened my eyes I was just like everyone here is just so vibrant and um, I think it just I was exposed to food and way of eating in a really different way so that was something that really sparked a curiosity in me and oh you know is can we have some influence on our health with the way we eat and also you know I had my own health issues I had a lot of gut related issues and anxiety a lot which was stress related so learning different approaches for managing that Um, and also probably one of the biggest driving forces was my dad was unwell um, with cancer and he actually passed three years ago now so that whole journey with his illness and his passing have been really pivotal moments for me in terms of looking at life a bit differently um, not only in how I take care of myself but in how yeah I want to show up and be of service in the world but I think yeah that experience has taught me a lot about how not to look after myself. It's, it's interesting as well because you were talking so much about you know your experience and your journey and and how you were going you, you figured out um, about nutrition and holistic nutrition and so I'm curious to know your your journey there because you know before you made that decision to become a holistic nutritionist there's always that that pain and that sticky middle of that uncertainty right and could you just explain maybe just how you were feeling in that moment of working in your corporate job, the maybe the stress, the 
um, physical and mental impact on that? And what made you, what was that trigger that made you think life could be different? Yeah, so I think for me, again, it was actually something that kind of happened over a period of time, perhaps even a couple of years, because I had that moment from leaving my corporate job here in the UK and that was I left that to go and have that experience in Australia and it was then coming back from there that I enrolled to study but that whole process for me definitely like you say the pain of seeing someone you love dealing with something really difficult and being unwell both for me was a driving factor in me wanting to learn about you know, I wanted to learn how I could, if there was anything I could do to support my dad. And that's where a lot of the nutrition side of things came from. It also, you know, became a real permission slip for me to own what I wanted to do and follow those nudges I was feeling, which I look back now and I'm like, oh yeah, that was intuition. Back at that time, I had no idea what intuition was, but I can see that now. And yeah, there were just a few things which felt difficult at the time, but now I'm really grateful for those moments. So in leaving the corporate job, there was a few specific things that all came together. So like I mentioned that my own health, sort of feeling like it was being challenged and yeah, really waking up to the fact that 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 wasn't normal. And there was a change in management and structure of the company I was working at and so energetically things just really changed and I just could tell I wasn't so happy anymore and also just really that desire to travel that was kind of where things first started to shift and so then when I honored that and I went away and had that experience in Australia again that I think that freedom and it's often when we break away from our normal everyday life that we really get to see things from a different perspective so yeah and it was just coming back from there I just knew I couldn't just go straight back into that same life and I did work part-time alongside the studies but again it was that intuition that I didn't really know about but I just knew that I needed to go and study something new and so holistic nutrition was where it started. Oh, fantastic. I so relate as well what you were saying there about how often when you break from, you know, your routine and you create that moment of freedom, uh, like travel is such a great way of doing that because you're you're going away from all your expectations and, and not all of your responsibilities, but some of them. <laughs> and yeah. with that release of expectations, um, either external or internal that you may have had, it's allowing yourself to be a bit more authentically you in that moment, or at least trying to figure out what that might be, right? Um, yeah. And that's what you were saying is there, like listening to your intuition, even though at that moment you didn't really recognize it. So I think that's so juicy and such a good point. Yeah, I so relate to what you said there about expectations. I think that's been another huge learning curve for me of just really releasing expectations both on how I want to experience something and of the people in my life as well um, and yeah letting go of those shoulds and in doing that is when we can open up to so many more possibilities right because that's what I thought when I was in the corporate world and as much as that is perfect for some people I was very much following that path of okay so this is where I should be I should be aiming to climb this ladder and um, 
and that was overriding like that like you say that connection to being authentic so so interesting to to look back <laughs> it, it really is <laughs> i'm curious you mentioned obviously there was that point before you moved to australia and really started to to work on your next direction but you said that you're feeling burnt out and um exhausted and stress levels were there and and then obviously that was having a correlation with your your physical health for women who might not identify and or think that they're being burnt out um, right now would you be able to talk through the the feelings because sometimes i think i being able to identify with the feelings you can then kind of check in more with how you're feeling emotionally and physically and maybe think about ways that you can look after yourself more yeah definitely um <clears throat> yeah i think and it's so interesting when yeah when we think about our nervous system health and there's different ways it can play out for different people right so certainly talk about that from my personal experience and from what I've seen with some clients but first you know I would just be paying attention to how your energy feels sometimes you know it is just that case of just feeling depleted all the time other times it could be actually you actually feel quite wired there's that you know that tired but wired energy you know that's almost like two very different feelings there but both can can be a sign of you know a nervous system that needs some support some things for me also my mood was definitely something that was affected and again with that that fatigue I would very easily be affected by things emotionally I would have a shorter fuse poor sleep really disturbed sleep um, appetite might be affected um, but I think for me it was so much around just feeling that depletion all the time like I could never really get on top of it just you know then that affects everything and our digestive system is for sure something that can be impacted you know I know we hear a lot about gut health these days which is great because back when I was feeling a lot of this um, those connections weren't made so much so yeah for sure we, you, we know that our nervous system our gut our mind it's all connected so it's I think a lot comes down to looking at what role stress is playing um, in our life a lot of the time so there's there's so many different things to look out for but I think it's a lot when there's that overwhelm and fatigue those are really really big signs of yeah needing to to give yourself a bit of support and I will just add that you know this is I, ha I haven't just kind of like heal healed from all of that and I'm all I'm all good and I jump out of bed every day feeling absolutely amazing it's definitely always an intention but you know it's it's actually more just learning to respond to your body's needs um, and recognize when those kind of symptoms are starting to show up being able to do what's what's required for yourself so it doesn't get to that point of burnout because yeah anyone who's felt that will know it's it's not fun um this is where the self-care really comes in oh so so true like all those things that you're saying the wired and tired the depletion of energy um i've certainly felt all of those at some point um and i'm sure a lot of listeners have as well especially since we 
really identify as that ambitious introvert, right? And so sometimes the ambition can go full steam ahead. And I think we as women, we're like, yeah, we're really strong. We can we can multitask like queens. We can do all the things. We can have the babies. We can have, you know, and yes, we can, but it's, it's also sometimes we forget that the basic um, needs of, you know, sleep and what you're yeah. eating really have such an important impact. I remember even just switching, because um, I would, I always would joke that I was a camel and that I would like retain like water and I didn't really need that much, um, which is so silly that I would joke about that like now. And when I made the shift to actually drink at the very least two liters of water a day, um, I like to do like two to four, but if I can get at least two, I feel like I'm winning. And that has had just like a huge impact on even waking up at that like that midday slump I'm like no instead of the coffee let's grab the water and just chug like 500 milliliters there and see if you know see if I'm not hungry or see if I can get you know awake and more energy and that nine times out of ten will be such a great easy fix yes it's so true and that's the thing it's often it's like you say it's those basic needs so really prioritizing the sleep and the rest um and there's really nothing that can replace sleep our organs need that time our bodies really need that time for that regeneration but yeah water like hydration it's water is like the one thing we really can't live without and i know for me i totally resonate with what you said there about yeah making making sure you're hydrated and how that in itself is one small thing can have such an impact on your energy I am I can quite often forget to drink so it's something that I have really had to kind of habit Um, I've got a lot of fancy water bottles (laughs) Um, and yeah it's profound you know often it's the simplest of things that have the biggest impact Um, so yeah take a look at how you're hydrating yourself right because it might be that simple (laughs) exactly get all the fancy water bottles on your desk so you're staring at them i'm curious as well can you talk us through like how your daily life was impacted when you went from like wired and tired and burnt out stage to where you are now where you're you know like you said you're not perfect of course we're none of us are we're on that journey but what are some of those um tips and tricks that you've done how has that shaped your daily life to being more energetic and more grounded and calm yeah there's a lot of things but I think also so much of it is really simple there are some bigger things so you know like we said this the process of um the the whole journey and we all have different journeys from where we've come from to where we are now but all that's been happening along that time is I've been getting to know myself better and that's had a huge impact in in how I care for myself my energy um, and how I nourish myself so yeah I would say understanding your own needs and limitations um, is really important and of course that happens over time but then being able to prioritize those um, is, is so helpful uh, 
for me also a couple of really big things and I don't know if you find this but quite often with my clients people pleasing is something that they identify as uh, a big drain on their energy and time um, so learning over the last few years to kind of really release some of that has given me back a lot of energies the same with the saying no to things having firmer boundaries I think um, it's, it's quite easy to just talk about energy from the perspective of you know how we're feeding ourselves in terms of you know food and water but especially as someone that identifies as introverted I think it's those and you know bigger energetic themes as well that play a big part so you know I always encourage people to have have a think about yeah where they're feeling like energy is really being taken away from them and of course yeah the simple day-to-day self-care so like we talked about the water feeding myself well with you know whatever feels nourishing to me that day but you know an abundance of wonderful fruits and vegetables of course give so much um, energy and support our body systems so well movement too that's been one for me that has been so helpful in terms of you know if I need to shift some energy um, but also just to really give me back energy um, and sleep I love sleep I'm just like anytime I can if I can be in bed at like 8.39 I'm all over it because <laughs> it's just so it's so restorative and like we said there's nothing that can replace it so yeah it's just a lot about prioritizing your own needs um, as much as you can. That's mm, you've given so much goodness there, definitely. Um, and I think all of this, like you were saying, it's through trial and error, right? It's going out there, um, trying to do something differently, um, taking and and seeing th- things differently, interacting with different things, maybe trying a new class or um, joining a new group or whatever. All of those. Um, experiences kind of are nice little fun experiments right because then you see how you interact with people you see um, different people and how they interact with you and by having those experiences of you know some people like will try to take a little bit more from you and if you're a people pleaser how do you interact and how does that suck your energy so it's that through those experimentations right Um, through those um, new experiences you're actually learning a bit more about yourself and you're trying to go towards more self-awareness that you're seeing yourself in those moments and actually saying no that is people pleasing and how do I feel in that moment yeah exactly and I think that's that's such a great way to think about it is just you know experimenting having new experiences because you know I get that some of these things we're talking about here like people pleasing and having boundaries and saying no is can be a really confronting thing for a lot of people um I definitely felt that way and it's yeah it's something that takes time and I think yeah having a level of compassion with yourself around it um is really important and 
Yeah, and like you say, trying out different things. Um, one thing I would say is to just always just be open to hearing the feedback your body gives you because the reality is our needs change um, every day even, especially as women who are menstruating as well. Are, you know, we're following a cycle um, so our needs do change and that's where it just gets so interesting to become curious about how your body responds to things so you know there might be a time where going out for a run feels really amazing for you and there might be another time where actually you're feeling really tired and that's not what's going to kind of restore you in the way you want right now and actually uh, nice gentle yoga sequence is the kind of movement you need that day so um, yeah I think it's keeping things simple to begin with but just always listening mm, absolutely and yes keep things simple that is so important I want to yeah. jump in because you mentioned about listening to our menstrual cycle as women. Mm -hmm. And I really want to dive into this because I feel that this is obviously not something that's been discussed. And certainly when I grew up, that was not even something considered. To be honest, I, I really identified as ambitious, of course. And so for me, I wanted to actually ignore that I had my period. I was like, no, I might be having cramps. I want to curl up in a fetal position and I want all the chocolate and ice cream, but I need to push myself and just go for it because these other guys, um, they're not dealing with that and I need to keep up with them and I need to get noticed and I need to do all the things. And so for like God, for like 15, 20 years, that's what I did. I pushed that away. Um, which is very much a part of me and would just burn through my energy, my little energy that I had ending up more tired and, and more irritable to the point where I felt really exhausted and drained all the time. So can you speak a little bit about how important our menstrual cycle is for our energy and as well as some things to consider as introverts as well? Yeah, definitely. This is something I'm so passionate about um, and yeah I've been exploring quite deeply in my own life over the last few years and I know for sure it's going to become such an important part of my work um, with, with the women I coach too and yeah I so relate to what you shared there and I think the reality is for a lot of us that is um, our story it, or something very similar like I certainly don't remember in school ever being taught about the different phases of my menstrual cycle or you know it's very much like okay so you're going to have this one week of the month where you bleed it's a bit inconvenient um, you just put in a powder or tampon and you just get on with it <laughs> um, and so yeah I think a lot of women would really relate to what you said about that pushing through and it just the depletion just keeps gathering um, because we're not taking that opportunity to rest and so yeah I'd love to talk more about my experience with this because it's just yeah it's so life-changing and I do fully appreciate as well I will say that um, I know like you said for for some people that it's not 
a pleasant experience but also you know how you touched on there it's actually looking at you know what can we do throughout those phases to help help support ourselves and look at how we might be able to make it a smoother ride for ourselves um so yeah i think like you said school definitely in the corporate world it was for me a very masculine environment you know periods menstrual cycles just weren't something that we spoke about like you said so this over the last two years has it's almost like a coming home <laughs> because the reality is that you know we are cyclical beings living in a cyclical environment so you know whether we are looking at menstrual cycles or the seasons of our environment um there's natural rhythms everywhere so it's just so interesting to me that we were kind of believed that we need and are meant to function at a consistent level um we're not <laughs> I think that shows us that and I know really society has in many ways set us up to believe that so like I say for me this is really something I didn't discover until sort of the last five years in my 30s yeah there's a lot of power in working with our menstrual cycle and if we're looking at it particularly from the perspective of energy and being an introvert um, there's yeah there's a lot to consider but also I want to keep it really simple in what we share here because um, you know if people are just beginning to become aware of this then simple as we said is the best way to look at things so with with following the kind of the rhythm our own hormonal rhythm there's so much to be gained from that in terms of connection to ourselves our creativity our productivity our emotions um, even ap- things like appetite like you said you know there were certain times where you'd have specific cravings and those are things that often we need to honor at those specific times um so yeah if we're looking at it in terms of energy when we have that period um you know when we have our bleed that's really a time as much as we can to prioritize rest so I know for everyone it's not going to be possible to like take the first couple of days of their period of work or life and just you know like you say curl up in the fetal position and just rest <laughs> uh, but it might be can you go for a nice walk in nature at your lunch break or um, yeah anything that just kind of gives you that that sense of slowing down um, and really if we don't honor that which you said yourself you've experienced if we don't honor that time to go within and recharge there we then feel depleted throughout the rest of our cycle so in an ideal world we are prioritizing some of that rest in that time and definitely as an introvert you may notice that that is the time where you feel like your introverted status is heightened because we want to go in it's a time we look at winter in our environment we learn a lot from looking at nature everything the leaves have disappeared it's just a time of rest and in doing that it then gives you the life force and energy to kind of emerge into spring with the energy that then sustains you throughout that next part of the cycle so 
I feel like there's so much to say about this and it's probably like, it'd be a whole podcast on its own. Um, but yeah, how, how do you re- relate to that? Oh, it's, yeah, I, I can't wait to dive in deeper because I think this is such a, just an emerging area of work. I know that in actually, um, in the Premier League football in England, isn't it? It was at Chelsea yes. um, where like the women's, um, f- correct me if I'm wrong, but the women's um, footballers are now being like coached on- based on their cycle, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was in the press just within the last couple of weeks. And it's great. Um, it's so great. And there's, you know, some amazing people doing a lot of work to make this a part of the conversation that's just, you know, normalize because it's such an important part um you know of of being someone that menstruates so right and um, yeah that was so i was so excited to see that because exactly it's it's and i think i read something else as well there's some stuff that's come out since then of other sports teams that have followed the same kind of process and how it's really helped the team to bond it's helped their you know performance which of course it makes sense so yeah it's it's so interesting and like you say it's really something that's emerging quite now uh, a lot now so absolutely because a lot of um productivity has been set up for for men because women up to very recently in history at least have not been um in the workforce and so the the men's productivity level has been that's been the way that everything's kind of cycled and so when we're going in and and having to um change our own internal energy cycle um and base it on a man's it, it makes it very tough so i think what you're saying there about even just one part of the cycle which is the the bleed the menstruation uh, the menstruation is part of the cycle finding moments where you're either doing like rest movement where it's just like a soft walk in nature so getting that fresh air and getting your blood pumping um or having some netflix under like a little blanket um or i like some um guided meditation at night or some yoga nidra um at night and i'll just do that i'll find it on youtube i will just be in my bed and i'll literally like within five to 10 minutes I'll just zonk out and fall asleep and it's great yeah exactly and that sounds so nourishing yeah and it's that um there's a lot that you can read around the phases of the menstrual cycle being related to uh the seasons of our natural world so like we were just talking about the bleed um that being our inner winter and then you know following that sort of pre-ovulation time being our inner spring then following that we have um ovulation is our summer when you know the time we have probably the most sort of strength and resilience and energy yeah then going into our premenstrual phase which is our inner autumn so it's the time when we might feel like we want to begin to withdraw um i know for me that's the time where i tend to feel most self-critical or you know anxiety might start to rear its head a little bit and you know in in learning this constantly about myself i'm able to respond to that and you know so it's a time then where i might delete social media from my phone for or you know take a bit of a break from technology or yeah and even just you know that simple way of looking at it in terms of the seasons can really help us learn how to sort of manage our schedule really 
um, it's it's a huge topic, but it's really exciting. Oh, absolutely! I love that um, that tip that you gave there about looking at your cycle as part of the seasons of nature, um, because I think that's really helpful. Like, of course, each woman has their own length of cycle. Um, yeah. And um, so being kind of conscious that your cycle is not going to look like anyone else's and don't compare, right? (laughs) Um, But would you be able to talk through those three other parts of the cycle that I think maybe women, especially women who may be trying to get pregnant, they might know of ovulation and they'll know of the bleed. But in those three cycles leading up to the bleed, what should we be doing and kind of how, you know, what should we do, be doing to manage our energy um, or take get the most out of our energy? And how long on average does it does each of those phases of the cycle take? Yeah, I mean, if we take it as like a 28-day cycle, which, like you say, is definitely um, not everyone definitely not me so um but if you were to look at it in that way you could break it down into four seven day um moments so i think um what i would say is for anyone that like this is completely a new kind of concept to the best place to start would be in actually just learning to kind of track your cycle you can do this in a few different ways. Some people prefer like pen to paper approach. There are some great apps as well. I use an app called Natural Cycles. I think there's another great one called Clue. And I would just really begin by, if this is new to you, spending just a few months or a few cycles, just literally noting down what day you're on and a few words about how you're feeling or some observations and to determine that so day one would be the first day of um full flow bleeding and then you just go from there until the cycle completes so yeah so that it's not overwhelming i would just start with that and it's really interesting then to look over a few cycles to see if there's any particular patterns because what we all need to do to support ourselves in those different phases might and how we feel might be different um but generally after the inner winter like we discussed that's when the springtime comes and that there can sometimes be a tendency to think okay the bleed is over with and now like let's get going again and I've definitely done that a lot me too Um, so so much it's important to kind of remember to just let the energy grow a little bit and not to just go charging straight ahead but it's yeah you know energy will generally start to increase you might start to feel like yeah it's a good time to get stuff done get cleaning things up just really focus on nourishing to start you know building that energy um so then yeah when we come to ovulation um summertime so this might be for introverts this might be like the the one time of the month that they feel a bit more extroverted and they're happier to be more social um yeah it tends to be a a playful fun time yeah it's a good time to schedule in those social events and it might be time in terms of energy that 
you feel like you can do a bit more intense um, exercise um, and just be with people, be creative, um, all the kind of higher energy stuff. Um, and then finally going into the premenstrual phase of autumn. Um, like I said, I know for me, this can be a time where I find myself questioning lots about life. I can feel quite easily ungrounded. Um, it's, yeah, it's a time where for me there's extra importance on self-care. Yeah, you might, you might find yourself more easily distracted. Yeah, like I said, it's, it's a time to perhaps take a bit of a hiatus from social media or technology and just really focus on sleep, um, beginning to kind of simplify things and prepare your body for that sort of next release. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, fall is an interesting that like that premenstrual stage is is really interesting. I feel that for me, that's where, like you were saying, internally there's a lot of turning around and introspective work. And if I'm not careful, there's a lot of old stories or or you know ideas about my worth that will kind of play up. My insecurities will play up at that time. So it's being really grounded to be like, okay. What do I need um, to really nourish myself and to really look after my emotional health during this time? But on another level, I'm also kind of very focused. It's like I'm tying up loose ends where I'm like, oh, you know, batten down the hatches before winter comes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I totally resonate with that. (laughs) (laughs) That's so helpful, though, like at each stage, I think. And like you were saying it's like keeping it simple it's not saying that this is you need to you know after this conversation you need to look at your menstrual cycle and then do a complete 180 and do everything picture perfect in all the areas it's like that self-awareness of like just starting out like you were saying using clue or natural cycles i use clue and it's fantastic and it helps with the doctor as well um and, and also, I think a lot of those apps allow you to um, give access to your partner, so yeah. which I think is helpful for communication yeah. <laughs> at all those stages. <laughs> yeah, that's always an interesting conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just that those slow um, movements. And once you kind of um, change one habit and add that into your just like a it's you're creating that habit so you don't have to think about it and you don't have to create any energy or divert any energy toward that action it just becomes part of your life then maybe you can look at maybe I can add like you said a light movement during my menstrual cycle or maybe just keep the hit training for my ovulation and if I'm getting if I'm doing a pitch or doing some media interviews, maybe if I have the opportunity to do so, schedule it during ovulation because that's when I'm going to be at my brightest and naturally more gifted with my speech at that moment. Exactly. And um, like you said, I think it's just focusing first on just tiny little things you can do to give yourself what you need during those times and I wanted to give a recommendation of a book as well because I mean there's so much more to this around when it comes to you know what's happening with our hormones during the cycle how we might want to look at nourishment from terms of you know our 
diet throughout the cycle, all kinds of things. One, uh, even if, you know, the concept of charting a cycle feels a lot, then just maybe get a book and have a read and indulge with curiosity that way. So um, I don't know if you've read last year, one of my favorite books that I read was a book called Period Power by Maisie Hill. Um, she's absolutely amazing. She's doing amazing work in, in the realm of menstrual cycle awareness as well. So yeah, even just grabbing a copy of that and, and having a read and just being kind of open to, to how it connects to you and what you might be able to learn from that is a great place to start. Oh, that's so good. No, I've actually not heard that book, um, but I'll definitely put the link down in the show notes for any of our listeners so they can grab that. Because I think, like you said, just, you know, if this is an area that you resonate with or it interests you, I think just piquing your curiosity and just, you know, dipping your toes in a little bit more and seeing, again, does it, how does that feel to you? And does this make sense? And just soaking up the information can be the very yeah. first step yeah definitely and I you know I know for me like this area is just really connecting me so much um more to my own power and you know how to be in the world so it's yeah it's really exciting I yeah I don't know about you but as I've started to realize um like I was saying I, there was those those long long years of me fighting against Um, my internal cycle and saying if guys can do it I can too because hell yeah feminism and equal opportunity and fuck yeah (laughs) all the things which yes and um, we also have an internal energy cycle that is just different from men's and it's awesome when you tap into it and now that I've been tapping into it and like you said it's a journey I don't do everything perfect and nor should I ever expect myself to but just the simple steps that I've made to change or to add into my cycle at those moments have given me so much more of a sense of calm and peace and even understanding like I'm not surprised when I get my period or I'm not Mm. surprised when I lose my speech (laughs) when I'm on my period and I'm like why can't I put those sentences together but then when I'm on my ovulation phase everything is per you know like everything is like fantastic extroverted like connections and and really planning those social my social calendar around that has been really helpful yeah like you say it's just we're getting to know ourselves at a really really deep level and I think that's you know truly nobody knows us as well as we do you know we we have to be the ones to know ourselves best and be able to respond to that because it's it's changing constantly. And I think, um, yeah, when it comes to energy and self-care and all the things we're talking about, I think it's also really important to acknowledge that permission to, to evolve, to, to, like we talked about earlier, release expectations um, and just, to honor those rhythms um and i know for sure as well when it comes to self-care that simplicity is is so key because i know like you can end up with a huge list of things like oh, i've got to do this this and this today to look after myself otherwise i've 
totally failed at life um to yeah just kind of release some of that and not not expect that it's you need to have everything kind of ticked off it's it's we don't want to look at things as a as a list of things to do um again we're just you know we're really learning how to support and honor ourselves and and give ourselves the nourishment we need um so definitely with compassion and uh yeah that's it's important to say that (laughs) yes no that's such a beautiful reminder actually and to me as well um that because a lot of our listeners resonate with you know being ambitious and they have all the things and they're juggling a lot on their plate they might be busy mamas they might be busy entrepreneurs on a side hustle or um uh big leaders in whatever sector that they're in and so they have a lot on their plate and there might be moments in time like you were saying a different season where things are very busy and um if they're listening to this and they're kind of laughing saying well that sounds great but i'm so overwhelmed i don't even know where to start what's one thing that you would recommend to that busy exhausted um, woman right now uh, i think um i would say to really i just feel like I, compassion is so important i i know from personal experience when we're in that really you know overwhelmed state it it can be easy to be unkind to ourselves so yeah any anything you can do to show yourself compassion is really important um and also i think like i totally do understand that a lot of people don't have hours in their day to dedicate to taking care of themselves um i've fully fully appreciate and i'm grateful for the fact that you know i work for myself so i'm kind of managing my own schedule um but i do you know and this is the same with the majority of women i work with a lot of them really identify with that you know busy overwhelmed state um and this is where we start to look at how to manage energy um so one thing I would say that's really helpful is to just look at how you're starting and ending your day. Um, you know, because we all wake up and we all go to sleep. Um, so if there's even five minutes when you wake up and before you go to sleep that you can just do something for yourself um, to support yourself, um, that's going to have a profound impact if done consistently and yeah it's not to be underestimated those those short moments what we can do to help our nervous systems because when we are yeah in the overwhelmed state we're spending a lot of time in that fight or flight mode um so anything we can do to interrupt that even if it's just a few minutes that's great i know for me meditation is something that is really important but even if you know you're at work um can you just literally stop for a minute and connect to your breath whether it's you know like a box breath of counting four in hold for four and then release for four 
sometimes just taking a breath or a conscious breath for a few minutes can just help interrupt that pattern and, and serve as a little bit of a reset. Doing things like that as much as possible um, can just you know really help prevent that overwhelm kind of tipping over. I, I love that about what you're saying with the, the breath because that's something that we can be anywhere in the world doing anything and that's something that we can have at our disposal because it's such a good point to note that when you know you're feeling breathless and your breath is shallow and quick that's that's a trigger uh, that's a sign that you know your body is is stressed it's you know it's preparing to run because when you run you have quick shallow breaths to get away from danger so when you're stressed even in that cubicle and you're sitting there and you're not going to run your body is going through that that process um, saying that it doesn't feel safe and it, it needs to get out of danger so re like you know reminding your body that you are safe in that moment and um, by doing that by re- getting your body and you getting your breath um, out of that fight or flight and getting that more to a grounded like level of chill um, your kind of those simple breathing steps for a few um, minutes are so great at like releasing that cortisol of your body yeah for sure our, you know our breath has such an impact on our nervous system so it's something we often forget to bring awareness to right because it's so automatic we don't have to think about it but yeah in those moments of overwhelm it's our biggest ally really and something so simple mm-hmm. um, and something else you know even as just looking at if you can just take a lunch break without technology away from your desk or even just you know turning the screen off and actually just being with the food because we're not gonna be able to digest our food really well and absorb the goodness from it if we are really like focused on other things or in a really stressed state so take a couple of breaths before it and then just really enjoy that moment to nourish yourself oh that's so many good tips there first be give yourself some self-compassion um because you know a little bit of kindness will go a long way um and then to um five minutes in the morning five minutes in the evening to do some self-care what do you need for your mind body soul and then three the um, breathing techniques um and maybe one time a week or once a week just trying to aim for that 30 minutes of um, tech-free lunch yeah yeah it's so good and i'm curious as well you mentioned having um you know those five minutes in the morning five minutes in the evening so for you what does your self-care rituals look like do they change with the seasons can you tell a little bit more yeah i mean one thing that is always consistent is I, I try to start my day with 20 minutes, if I can, of um, meditation. Sometimes it's less. Um, and like I said, you know, I have the luxury of a bit more time in the mornings most days. Um, but yeah, that's one key thing for me to just kind of support my nervous system from the moment I wake up. Um, because yeah, anybody who identifies as being quite sensitive or perhaps has 
experienced overwhelm or burnout will know that it can be very easy to to fall back into that so prevention um, yeah so that's generally how I will start my day um, hydration is a really that's kind of the first thing I do when I wake up um, with some warm water maybe with some lemon in it to just kind of support everything beginning to kind of wake up and, and move get that lymphatic system going and yeah then some stillness and then usually I'll have a bit of movement so that for me does change I'm more intuitive with it now but it you know it might be some yoga it might be a walk in the park some days I might just feel the need to put on some music and dance because it's just fun it's a great way to move um, and always makes me feel great um, but yeah generally it's just a few key things like that and just having a bit of time for myself before I then have breakfast and then start the day and one thing that I'm really working on that is um, I'm just loving is actually not looking at my phone until after I've had my breakfast at least. Um, so that time is kind of, yeah, uninterrupted. Oh, beautiful. I'm, I'm also curious as well, um, now that we're in a, a new year, uh, what's your current focus for your business, um, for your personal life maybe, whatever you feel like you called the show? Yeah, so, I mean, currently, I'm, there's a big focus on, in my business, on my one-to-one coaching, um, working with some amazing women to support them with a lot of the stuff we've just talked about, um, but also growing my community and um, being more visible, actually, in my business, Um taking it more online so to now for me has a lot of my work has been yeah largely offline which is still great and I love um but yeah feeling a strong call to to sort of support on a wider scale and um yeah that definitely particularly as an introvert comes with its challenges so (laughs) (laughs) um but you know the uh there's uh, I actually ended up writing on a post-it um, I came across a quote around yeah making um, your mission bigger than any of your fears so um, I definitely tap into that daily um, so yeah that's that's really important and like I've said I think the, the menstrual cycle awareness is something I'm feeling really really called to so continuing exploring my own journey with connecting to that and also yeah looking at how I can uh, um, bring that more into my business as well so oh I can't wait to to follow you on your journey and I have just loved listening about and and the information that you've been sharing about the menstrual cycle because I think that's going to help so many women it certainly has has been helping me as well um I know you have a uh, a, a gift that you'd like to share with our podcast listeners. Can you tell a little bit more about that? Yes, definitely. Um, so I have created a free ebook, which I would love to share with your listeners. 
Um, and I think based on what we've been talking about will actually be so helpful. Um, it's called Return to Wholeness and it's a guide for simplifying your self-care so you can focus on feeling whole. So it really, you know, yeah, it's so supportive in making self-care feel simple and sustainable. Um, so my intention with it is, yeah, to just hopefully kind of inspire and support people to feel like that's all possible for them. And yeah, it's broken down into four simple sections, um, connection, energy, which is a big topic, um, nourishment and the power of scent, um, where I talk a lot about yeah, essential oils and how that's something that's so simple, yet incredibly powerful in supporting us. So yeah, that's um, available now and can be downloaded via my website. Um, yeah, so I'd love to invite your listeners to, to grab themselves in that. Um, fantastic ladies it's uh, beautiful and like chrissy was saying very simple um simply laid out so that it's something you can easily incorporate into your own life um so definitely check it out the link will be in the show notes um and christy if the ladies really resonate with um your your vision and your story and your work where can they find you Yep, so they can find me at my website, which is my name, christybecker.com, and I am also on Instagram, that's where I hang out most, and again on there, I'm just at christybecker. Excellent, and ladies, that's Christy with a a K-R-I-S-T-I-E, Becker. Um, But again, all the the links will be um, linked into the show notes, Um, so Christy, Thank you so much for showing showing up and sharing your wisdom and your your story. And it's been a real um, treasure. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been a joy. Thanks for listening to this episode. Hopefully it gave you the boost you needed to start your week. If it did, it would be appreciated if you spent two minutes right now to give this podcast a review on iTunes and then share the episode with an introverted friend who needs to hear this message. Your review will make sure other ambitious introverts who are struggling to find their voice and focus find this show and can receive the love and support we hope you felt today. Thank you. And remember, your perceived introverted weaknesses are your powerhouse.